Good evening, everybody. It's time to be begin our services. Can you hear me? Because I'm kind of. Is it on? All right, well, I'll just talk loud. <laughs> You'll hear me when I start singing. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Time to begin our service this evening. Uh, tonight we'll have one song, and then we'll have announcements. I didn't ask. I'm just looking for him. I don't see him. He's coming. Okay. Dave has announcements. Uh, two more songs, and then Chris will have our lesson this evening. Our first song is number 891. 891, This Is The Day. If you would let stand for this song, please. This is the day, this is the day the Lord has made, Good evening, church family. A couple announcements before we have our uh, devotional. Um, Vacation Bible School, June 5th through the 9th. Um, if you are teaching or helping out with a skit, um, however you participate right now, all your material is in a middle auditorium sitting on the registration table. So you can pick up your folders there for all your teacher supply stuff. Um, also, um, the schedules are out there, and if you have a kid you want to register for VBS ahead of time, the forms are out there as well. Uh, Fort Hill Buzzard Week is July 3rd through the 9th, um, so looking forward to that. If uh, July 15th is a discount date, that's already passed. Um, new college class um, upstairs. Um, Andrew Miller is teaching that class, so for all you college kids, there's a class upstairs for that. Um, oh, not, not on Wednesdays? You're slacking, Andrew. Man, I thought you had it going. I'm joking, buddy. That's awesome. At least you're doing it on Sunday. Is there a college class on Sunday? No? Okay. All right, so college class in here. Um, teacher material, if you're teaching the next quarter, 
uh, which will start next month after Vacation Bible School. Your teaching material is in the teacher supply room. Updates on our prayer list. Uh, remember, continue to keep Jennifer Baker in your prayers as she undergoes her cancer treatments. Uh, remember, continue to keep Jim Haney in your prayers as he undergoes his cancer treatments and all the tests that he's going through. I think he's got one on the 24th, uh, so keep him in your prayers. Also, Mary Elkins called uh, a few minutes ago. She has a son that lives in Georgia, and he was transported to the hospital uh, not long ago from work. Uh, his blood pressure is really low. Uh, he, he's having some internal bleeding at the time, and the uh, situation does not look good. Uh, so she's worried about her son and also wondering if she needs to go to Georgia or not. So a lot of decisions need to be made. Uh, so remember to keep uh, her, her and her son in her prayers. Her son's name is Joey uh, Smith. Um, also, uh, Yvonne Cornell, keep her in your prayers at this time. Yvonne's having a hard time adjusting. Um, I'm sure a lot of, if you've dealt with uh, dementia patients, uh, when you put them in a facility, there is that transition time that they always have a hard time transitioning. Um, so if you can send her a card, um, we'll have her address in, in the bulletin uh, for Sunday, and we'll also have it posted out in the four-year board. Uh, if you can send her a card in, of encouragement, just let her know you're thinking of her. I know she would love that. Um, so if you uh, have the opportunity to do that, please do so. And her birthday is the 29th of May, so just shower her with all kinds of cards. She would love that. Um, that's all the announcements I have. Um, and it's time to go to God in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to come here this evening, Lord, to learn more about you, to apply your word to our everyday lives, Lord. Let us take what we learn this today, Lord, and be able to share it with others. That way, others can get to know you so that we can seek and save the lost as you've commanded us to do, Lord. Lord, continue to be with our elders and our deacons and be with their families, Lord. We're so thankful for the work that they do here, Lord. Lord, continue to be with our, our widows and our shut-ins. Lord, continue to be with us as we encourage them, Lord. Let them know that we're always thinking of them, that, that let us always maybe send them a text, a card. Let them know that we are thinking of them and praying for them. Lord, continue to be with our sick, be with the doctors and the family members who are taking care of them, Lord, and heal them to 100% health. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to still be with our youth, Lord, we know our youth are going through difficult times. Just be with them. If they are, be with them if they are struggling with depression or grief or whatever it may be in their lives, Lord, that they know that, that they have people that they, that they can go to, Lord, for help. And, and they can also always go to you and turn to you for help and guidance through prayer. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with us the rest of this week. Let us always do your will. Let everything we do, we give you full, full glory, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen.
Our next song today will be on the overhead only. It's called A Shield About Me. I think this may be a new song, uh, but don't worry, it is rather easy to sing. Uh, really, once you hear the melody the first time through, you've got it. So, But it is a very beautiful song, and I especially love the chorus, so I would like to try it. A Shield About Me. I liked it. Our last song before our lesson this evening is number 756, When We All Get to Heaven. 756. 
song of invitation will be number 31. 31, Almost Persuaded. That's a... Uh... Thou art a shield about me. I think God loves that song. I think he loves it because he wrote it. It's in Psalm chapter 3. Um, so that's a good song. I like it. We have a lot of powerful songs. We sing a lot of a variety of different powerful songs that remind us of God's glory and his beauty and his grandeur. But when we sing a song straight from Scripture, we're pretty well in his wheelhouse, aren't we? We know he likes that song. He's pleased by that song. And if that song moves us, which it should because it is his word, uh, that is a powerful song. I like it too. I like it a lot. Okay, so you probably already knew this, and I don't want to tell you things you, you already know, but in 1830, a guy named Edwin Bunning, Budding of England, he signs the agreement for a device everybody loves. You've probably used it this week, I would imagine. Certainly in the last two weeks, he signed an agreement to manufacture a lawnmower. <laughs> this day on 1830, Edwin Bunning of England... Uh, signs that agreement to manufacture his invention, the lawnmower, and see your Saturdays are destroyed forever. So now you've got Edwin Budding to thank for that. I started thinking, well, there's probably some spiritual applications uh, that back up a lawnmower. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today since this day is so special. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And so as you're mowing your grass, you think through these lessons. I, I, I certainly will, I think. You never underestimate the importance of fresh fuel, do you? You ever been out in the, the back pasture or even in your backyard and you're riding lawnmower run out of gas? I have. It's not a lot of fun to carry that five or seven gallon bucket or five or seven, seven gallon gas can all the way out to wherever the mower has stopped, is it? And so we don't need to uh, underestimate the power of fresh fuel. That's true biblically too, isn't it? And in our own lives. Flip over to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Starting in verse 1, you find Jesus getting some fresh fuel, if you will. He's, uh, he's in the wilderness, and he's been there for 40 days and 40 nights, and he's hungry because he's been fasting. Fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's not one that's commanded on us today, but we're going to talk about that in the coming Sunday nights. Uh, so we'll be coming back to this passage, I'm sure, uh, in the next month or two months as we walk through the spiritual disciplines. On Sunday nights, but this passage is interesting for our purposes tonight because Jesus is getting some fuel. Let me tell you what I mean. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Don't miss how sneaky Satan is here. That little word he starts off his sentence with, if if you're the son, he knows who Jesus is, right? If you're the son of God. And that's going to be the claim that everyone throws at Jesus throughout his lifetime. They don't believe he is. Not even his own family will believe that he is all the way up until the resurrection. After they see him resurrected, after they're able to put their hands in the nail wounds and in the spear wound, that's undeniable, isn't it? He came back from the dead. And so even his brothers who were once skeptics are now wholesale behind Jesus, and they will die for his cause. At least we know James and Jude will. So Satan's very, very tricky here, if you are the Son of God. And, but notice Jesus' retort here in verse 4. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so where do you get your fuel? Where do you get your fuel? The Bible is 
claims to be our fuel. It's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us going in the right direction. It's what motivates us. It's what pushes us to deeper depths of transformation towards Christ, isn't it? It's our fuel. It's what keeps us going. If we're not reading it, if we're not meditating on it even farther, another spiritual discipline we'll get into uh, this Sunday night, actually, is Bible intake. But if we're not meditating on Scripture, we're going to run out of fuel pretty quick, aren't we? Another concept, though, about fuel is in Luke. Luke chapter 8. He points you over there. This one is something we struggle with, too. Luke chapter 8. You may have had this happen to you as well as you've been trying to start the lawnmower. I certainly have. Uh, a flooded engine won't start either, will it? You know, we, we talk a lot about an empty lawnmower won't start, but a flooded engine won't start either. And you, you smell that gas smell and you know, ah, man, now i got to wait a little while because this is not going to start. Look, Luke 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 14. Listen to what he says here. He's in the parable uh, of, the, uh, of the, the seed. Uh, and he's talked about a variety of different seeds on uh, a variety of different land on which seeds may fall. He's talking about how people interact with his word. Well, do they listen or do they not? Do they uh, are we willing to hear what he says and take it in and meditate on it and change, allow God to change us as we fall in line with his word, or are we going to push back? Are we going to rebel? And that, that's what this parable is about. Luke chapter eight, verse fourteen. He talks about a specific type of soil. It's a thorny soil. Listen to what he says here and, and think about the ramifications for our own lives and what pushes you out of God's will, out of um, what distracts you from doing what you need to be doing. Luke after, uh, chapter 8, verse 14. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And so what chokes out your faith? That's what's happened here. You see it in your own yard, I'm sure. As, as you're mowing, you've probably looked over. If you have woods anywhere near your area, near your house, you probably looked over there. And as you look, you see maybe some thorn bushes. And what's growing underneath those thorn bushes? Usually not much, especially if they're thick because they have taken away the sun. They've hidden the sun from whatever is underneath, trying to grow underneath them. Sometimes our faith is like that, isn't it? We get distracted by some things, and those things crowd out our faith and take our attention away, don't they? So whatever you're doing that is taking up your time and your attention and your care and your passion and your money and these things that we seem to focus so much on, whatever you're doing that does that is choking out your care of your spirituality. It's an awful lot like gas, or like, a, like a flooded engine. That won't work, will it? Just like a flooded engine won't start on your lawnmower, a flooded faith isn't going to work either. If it's crowded out by everything else, don't expect to reap great benefits from God. We have to put in the time and the work and the faithfulness to reap those kinds of benefits. Second thing we need to talk about is we need to recognize that dull blades don't cut. Dull blades don't cut. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul's final letter, and it's written to a young man he loves dearly. Um, Timothy is his son in the faith. He's going to call them a 
multiple times throughout the New Testament. He loves this, this guy, this young man. And Timothy's a hard worker for the Lord. And he's got some admonitions, some warnings for Timothy throughout these two letters. And this is one of those places. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Listen to what he says about faith, though. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. You know, the Bible calls itself a two-edged sword. It cuts, it has this power to penetrate our hearts, to convict us of sin. It is incredibly sharp. We need to recognize that dull blades don't cut. How much time are you spending in this book and how sharp are you? Do you know this book? Do you know the God who wrote this book? How much time are you spending with him? These spiritual disciplines that we're talking about on Sunday nights are going to be really helpful, I think, as we push our way, claw, dig our way out of the spiritual apathy that COVID and the quarantines and all this stuff, all this depression and anxiety, all this stuff that we're dealing with now, the fallout from these things. Uh, I think this is how we dig our way out of this hole that we've found ourselves in unbeknownst to many of us uh, it we just worked our way into a hole didn't we and you woke up one day and thought well how did I get here and how do I get out how do I get back and even beyond to where I was before this hole um, before I fell into the apathy or the, the depression or the anxiety or whatever you can maybe thinking well I wasn't affected all that much by COVID maybe 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 you need to take a second or second or third look too it was a difficult time for so many of us, and we're just now coming out of it. And I think some of these things need to be thought about. So, questions thrown back at you. Dull blades don't cut. How sharp are you? Do you know this word? Because it cuts. It's able to convict. And if we're in it, and if we're reading it, it's going to convict us as well. Last thing I want us to think about is, we need to realize that routine maintenance is necessary. It's necessary. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, when I was still able to mow our yard, I can't even mow our yard anymore because my allergies are so bad. Um, so I've stopped mowing our yard now, but I, when I was mowing our yard uh, a couple years ago, uh, the lawnmower wouldn't start. I thought, well, what is wrong with this thing? And so uh, I started tinkering around with it and finally flooded it. It didn't start. You guys know the rest of the story. And so I was like, well, what's going on? So I finally started Googling it around and I figured out I needed to take the carburetor apart, clean it out, clean that filter. Uh, put it back together. Guess what happened? It started to dry it up. I hadn't done the maintenance that was necessary for this thing. We're not doing the maintenance that's necessary for some of our faith either. Flip over to first, uh, second, second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. We dealt with this a little bit um, Sunday, and we'll probably come back to this as as we walk through these disciplines. This is kind of where my mind's been the last several. Um, weeks as we've kind of talked about and thought about spiritual disciplines as I've been preparing for this class uh, for this series um, just kind of been kicking around some of these ideas but in 2 Peter chapter 1 uh, Peter reminds us that you need to do routine maintenance on your faith as well this is something that you keep up with and so next time you're mowing you think I do this every single week and I'm so tired of mowing aren't you tired of mowing when, uh, when we were younger, uh, the very first job I had, I went to an interview in Arizona, and I loved it. 
And Kelly was like, there's no grass here. And I was like, right? This is perfect. <laughs> and she said, not perfect. And so we didn't take that job. <laughs> but don't you just, I don't like mowing grass and uh, for all the above reasons. Um, but it's just a routine, isn't it? You get in the routine and you do it every single week or every, maybe if you're very fortunate, you can get away with every 10 days. But it's a routine, right? And you're always at it. You have to always be at it with your faith, too. You have to have that same dogged persistence with your faith. Listen to what Peter says. Second Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. His divine power, he's talking about God. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort. There's the routine. There's the routine. Make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities, listen to this in verse 8, if these qualities, the things he's just talking about, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, if you're continually abiding in these things, if this is where you live, if these things are where you're constantly thinking about, these things are yours, and they are increasing. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's something we all want, isn't it? None of us want to be unfruitful for Him. None of us want to be the dunce in His class, right? This is how we stay away from those things. We work this program. He said, if you want to grow, if you want to grow up inside of Him, if you want to mature... This is how you do it. A lot of these are caught up in the spiritual disciplines. And so we've, we've come full circle, I suppose. But every time you mow your grass this summer, I want you to think through these lessons. Dull blades don't cut. Neither will a flooded engine start. If you don't have any gas, you're not going anywhere. And you got to focus on the routine of spiritual disciplines. Tonight, if you haven't been baptized into Christ... Tonight's the night when everything can change, where you can change your family tree. You can be the very first one in your family to come to know Christ, and everyone from here on after in your family can bear the blessing that that is. You can be washed free from your sin and be added to the kingdom. Maybe you've already made that decision tonight, and you just need the prayers of this congregation to grow up inside of Christ. If you have any need tonight, won't you come as we stand and sing?
Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you for allowing us to come together and worship you, Lord. Uh, please be with VBS in a few weeks and help us to bless some kids, Lord. Uh, please be with Fort Hill and help that to be fruitful and grow some uh, Christians. Uh, please be with Jennifer Bar Baker, Jim Haney, Joey Smith, and Yvonne Cornell, and all of their endless Lord, and anyone else who's ill. Please help them to recover. Uh, please help us to have a good rest of the week and live like you want us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you.